0: Hi there, it's Kathleen here and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events. Contact me or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellranby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says become a patron or patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hey guys, Kathleen here and I'm so glad that you've taken time to Uh, spend a little time with me today. Appreciate that. I do just um, love hearing from my listeners. I love hearing what God's doing in your life and how he's working um, in your life. So, don't ever hesitate to shoot me an email and give me a comment on the podcast because I love hearing from you. You are why I do this. And I am passionate about helping other people find joy of walking with God and um, helping people overcome in adversity and just helping people just to know the heart of God and I'm not an expert but I have continued to try to just learn what I can um, about walking with the Lord and, and bringing him into my everyday life and so today what I'd like to talk about is joy. So how do we find joy on tough days? And what is joy? And why should we even try to cultivate it in our lives? Well, these are some questions that I have pondered and um, in the the last little bit of time. Um, and so here's what I've come up with. You know, joy is really evident in some people's life and in other people, you can just tell you can tell by walking into a convenience store and looking at the clerk, you know, in a sense, if if she's having a good day or a bad day, if she's happy to be there or not so happy to be there. Um, joy is evident on people's face. Have you ever been walking down the grocery store and you just see somebody smile? Um, then there's those other people that are, you know, moving their basket back and forth and trying to get through the store and you can tell that they're frustrated and and you know they need to be someplace else um I think when I think of people that I love being around they're people that are full of joy and I think that's what I love about that is joy is contagious I think we need to make joy so much more contagious than COVID. I mean, COVID is crazy right now in our country. And I have listeners in 30 countries very happy about that. But I think we can make, as believers, joy contagious to those around us. So how can we do that? How can we, and why should we do that? Well, I think the number one reason is because joy is evidence of walking with God. And how can I say that? Well, if you look at Galatians, Galatians talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and and fruit is evidence. We've talked about this before in previous podcasts. Fruit is evidence. And joy is evidence of walking with God. Galatians says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, it goes on in that passage in Galatians. And so joy is evidence of walking with the Lord. And it can be evident in your life. So my question to you right now is, is joy evident in your life? Do people see it when they talk to you? Do people see it just on your countenance? And if we find that we're at a deficit, or we're struggling with joy, what can we do about it? And how can we change our own heart and change when we change our own heart, then we can change the atmosphere around us. So joy is a feeling of great happiness or pleasure in just a simple form. It's an attitude that I feel like God wants us to have every day. And you might be sitting there saying, yeah, but Kathleen, you don't understand my life. You don't understand everything I'm dealing with. You don't understand that I'm working several jobs and I've got kids to feed and I've got all these things going on in my life. I know I've got challenges too in, in my life. How can we find joy? Well, I think some days it's easier said than done. There's just some days that are going to challenge us more than others, but I'm discovering that there's grace to access joy when we choose to. This means that I'm responsible for finding my joy when I've lost it, or it appears to be hiding behind difficult circumstances. I'm responsible, not other people. That is where I think people get so off track is... We don't just wait for things to go our way to make us joyful. We choose joy. And I know some days, and I've used the phrase before. I started using this phrase years ago. And, and it really did help me diffuse those difficult days when days were tense or everything seemed to be going wrong or nothing seemed to be going right. I would kind of laugh and say, I know my joy is around here someplace. I've just got to find it. I've just got to find it. And just saying that phrase, find your joy, Kathleen, find your joy. Just saying that phrase would kind of change and make the atmosphere a little bit lighter. And I would begin to look, what would happen is I would begin to look for things I could be joyful in. And because life just throws us curveballs, you know, it just throws us curveballs. So how do we find joy in situations where we've been hurt or when the situation continues to linger? We've got a situation in our business and it seemed to have gone on forever, forever. And I know just, you know, in talking with my husband, you know, we've had to look and find our joy in God. So you know, and it's it's hard when, to find joy when you're standing alone. I know when I was widowed, oh my goodness, it was really hard to find my joy because the one that had made me happy and made life meaningful and was my companion and my friend and my lover and my father and my children. And, you know, my date was gone. And so finding joy again took a lot of effort. So I'm speaking from some experience I don't know everything, but I do speak from a lot of life experiences. And one of the things that I have found is that when life, you know, isn't going like I want or doesn't plan, it's important that I get my focus right. And I found a scripture in Psalm 16 verses 8 through 11, and this says, I have set the Lord... Always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my inner man rejoices and my body can rest secure. You have made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence and with pleasures at your right hand. And so what I want to focus on right here is the Lord can fill us with joy when we stay in that place of being in his presence. And you might say, well, Kathleen, how do you stay in his presence? I mean, I have a, you know, I'm a busy mom. I'm busy grandmother. I'm working, you know, jobs. I've got stuff to do. Well, I think for me, Several ways to keep my focus right versus on and on God versus on my problems or my challenges or what's coming against me or oh my gosh, I've got a million things to do. It's keeping my focus on the Lord, and so that looks different on different days. For some days, you know, I might have Christian music or worship music in the background and just you know, seeing those songs, whether it's quietly or in my car or as I'm doing stuff around the house, keeps my heart in the right place. Because see, this verse right here says, I've set the Lord always before me. Do you set the Lord always before you? And do you remember that he's at your right hand? When we know we have a companion, I think that's the most powerful thing I've ever learned in my life is that God is right here with me. And he's at my right hand, no matter what I'm facing. And I can tell you, after years of practicing that, it takes a lot to shake me these days because I've been practicing it for so long. And you know what? You can do that too. I am so ordinary. And I know if I can learn these things, you can too, because God has things that he wants you to overcome. He has things that he wants you to do in his kingdom. And he's looking for a people that represent him well. And I think those are people that are joy filled. Okay, so managing our joy and being responsible for our joy is the key. And again, that is on focus. And I'll tell you, some days have been so hard for me that I have really what I could find my joy in was that God loved me. And that I had, I have somebody that loves me all the time. You know, Jeremiah 31 3 says, I've loved you with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness I have joined, have, have drawn you. And, you know, his love never fails. And it's focusing on his love helps bring me back to joy. I think oftentimes. And as a former gymnast, I was a, former, I was a gymnast for years and I coached gymnastics for even more years than I was a gymnast. I know how important focus is so that you maintain your balance on a balance beam or when you're doing turns, you know, on a floor exercise. And the right focus is the difference in staying on that balance beam. Are falling off, and I think it's that. I think it's true in life. When I focus on what's negative, when I look at all the things that could go wrong versus what could go right, when my focus is on the negative, I tend to lose my joy, and my attitude changes. And you know, an example that was a recent example we had. My kids were coming in for Christmas. I was so excited to see my grandbabies. Um, I had the house all fixed up. I had food bought. I was making all their favorite things because coming to Max's house is a lot of fun. I mean, we actually have popsicles for breakfast. Um, We have other food too, but that is one of the signatures that my grandkids look forward to when they come to see me. So I am ready to go. And the kids got here, and of course, we, we uh, it was Christmas night and Christmas evening and afternoon, and we started opening presents, and everybody was, you know, paper was everywhere, but everybody was having so much fun opening presents, and we started to uh, eat our Christmas dinner and finish Christmas dinner, and I noticed my daughter and son-in-law went in the other room, and... My daughter came back and she said, mom, she said, Rob has a fever. And I said, what? And she said, yeah, I just noticed he looked red and flushed at dinner. And and she said, so I um, checked and he's got a fever, it's 99, not bad. And so, you know, immediately we decide to um, test him for COVID. And we did, and he was positive. And that was very tough because, um, you know, not only did he feel bad, but everybody had been exposed. And my daughter and son-in-law were just insistent that they leave. And uh, so the party was over. Short version, the party was over. And that was just disappointing because we had looked forward to this. I get my kids on Christmas every other Christmas. So, you know, waited two years for this. And we do get to celebrate, but just not on the day. And of course, it kind of ruined our week. They were going to stay for about four or five days. And my son, you know, was going to stay. And anyway, it created our, our plans were hijacked. And, uh, you know, as everything disassembled and, And we all went our different ways. You know, the next day I was just, I was really sad. And I thought, okay, if I keep my focus on this, then that's going to just get me in a negative, negative spiral. And, you know, the Bible tells us in Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I don't know about you, but during the holidays, you know, just getting just the busyness and going from one thing to the to the other. I was really kind of tired and I needed strength and certainly didn't want to get sick. And the good news is none of us got sick. He was the only one, which was just God's grace um, most definitely. But, you know, when disappointments come and when challenges come, what do we do to maintain our joy or find it again? And I think for me, it's number one, getting in God's presence. And, you know, maybe it's singing a, a song. Maybe it's spending extra time, you know, spending some time in His Word. And I spent one of those days just really diving into the Word and, and just filling myself to, to just get my joy back and to find it. And so I want to, you know, just say you're responsible for your joy. People don't make you angry, sad. They don't make you, they are not powerful enough to climb in your head and make you that way. You choose that. And so I want to just really encourage you to choose joy. You know, Psalm 16 tells us something it said, you know, in that passage, I will not be shaken. And I think it's so important that we keep our focus on no matter what's going on, the world can shake around us. And there's certainly a lot of crazy things going on that are shaken right now with the economy, with, you know, the pandemic, with job situations, with all of these things. But when we keep our focus on God, we won't be shaken. And I think one of the things that is important that we hang on to is that determination and endurance can be done with joy when we keep our focus on the end result. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we just look at the, you know, how hard something is in the midst of it versus what is the end result. And I love to work out. I love to go to the gym. Um, you know, at my age, I'm not trying to be body beautiful. For me, it's more of a stress reliever and I do want to stay, you know, in shape as best I can. I know it's important to keep my bones strong and muscles strong and I feel better, you know, is, is one of the main things, but, You know, it's real easy when I'm doing those first few sit-ups, but when we're doing, and I go to a CrossFit gym, when we're doing, you know, the workout of the day and we get to, you know, we're doing first 10 sit-ups might be fun, but man, sit-up number 97 and 98 and 99, those take determination. And so when situations are adverse, I think that the important thing is the end goal. And so for me to think, you know, the end goal is I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be, you know, able to move without, you know, and do things that I can't do. I'm going to, you know, lose a little bit of weight in the process. I think we have to keep our eye on the end result. And I think, you know, when we keep our focus on, on being joyful and choosing joy and finding joy. That's what keeps us going. I know one time I did, well, I did it several times, but I did a half marathon. Um, I didn't, wasn't even able to run the whole way, but it was a goal that I had. And And I know what kept me going was the end result, was crossing that finish line, was doing something I'd never done before. Um, And I did it with a friend, always had, you know, a friend that I did it with and we could cheer each other on. So, you know, look around you. Who do you need to cheer on? Find somebody to give your joy. That's the neat thing is when we have a joy-filled life, it's evident and we get to give it away to whomever we come in contact with and so bless somebody around you with joy bless them joy is a blessing and it's something you can give away you can give away to those that are around you you know and the cool thing is i think that when we're trusting god When we trust God and we look to Him and whatever we're going to, it helps us to find our joy. It's my responsibility to learn to rejoice. You know, it's my responsibility. And so take responsibility. Even when life is tough and it's difficult around you, when things don't go as you want them to, when there's challenges, find your joy. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for Jesus, Lord that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Lord, he got his he got his strength and found his joy from knowing the sacrifice that he made would in the end bring many to salvation and an understanding of who God was. And so, Lord, help us no matter what we're going through to find our joy, to look for our joy, to choose joy and give it away to those around us. Lord, the world needs joy-filled people right now more than ever before. And so help us to rise up and be your, your hands, your feet, your voice, and your joy to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Don't forget to like or follow, and um, I'll see you next week.